Amen. We sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys know what hallelujah means? Does anybody know? Anybody want to take a guess at it? It means God be praised. God be praised. Sometimes all you need is one word when there's nothing else to say, when you can't say anything, when you're like, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I want to praise God. I just know what to say. All you got to say is hallelujah. God be praised. God be praised. Calvary students, hope you're doing well. So happy to be with y'all. Can we just uh, honor the band and the hard work that they're doing? Can we, can we just honor them real quick? Yeah. I'm telling you, every week, every week they're bringing it. They're bringing it. And uh, shout out to Desiel again, who was on the strings, on the viola. He's, he corrected me earlier. It's not violin, it's viola. So thank you for that. Uh, quick question. Um, how many of you guys uh, lie? Yeah, everybody's hand should be up. Because if you didn't, you just lied right now. <laughs> so now you can say, okay, I've lied. The reason why I'm asking is because we're in a series, right, talking about counterculture. We're in a series talking about what it looks like to be Christians who live in this culture, but not only live in this culture, but are a counterculture to the world that we live in, right? So we're not just stand, you're not standing by. We're not just, okay, I'm in my Christian bubble, okay, we'll still live with them and love them. No, we're, we're to be influencers of, of the world. We're not just to stand by, but a counterculture of the world. And, and you know, there are so many lies that, that we believe. And the reason why I asked who lied, because we all lie, but, but the thing is, not only do we lie, we believe lies as well. I'm a really good liar. Okay, that's, I'm not, I'm not proud of that. God saved me from that. Thank you, Jesus. I'm new in him, new creation. But, you know, back in the day, I knew how to get my way out of, out of trouble. I knew what to say, right? I knew how to frame people like my brother and my sister. But, you know, don't worry, like, I still got in trouble no matter what. But the point is, is that we believe some lies. There's this book by uh, brother or pastor Shane Pruitt, right? Shane Pruitt is the IMB Next Gen Director uh, for NAMB, sorry, North American Mission Board. And if you were at one weekend, he's the one that spoke. And he has this book called Nine Lies That Christians Believe. And there is a specific lie in there that really stood out to me. It's actually the last lie that he talks about. And, and the lie is this. And you, you've heard this before. is the lie that you are to believe in yourself. How many have been told that you should just believe in yourself? Has anybody been told that before? Yeah, plenty of people have. I've been told that. Just, you just got to believe in yourself, man. You just, just got to believe in, in you, man. Bet on yourself. I've heard that so many times. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to you know, show the world that I, I believe in me and I'm going to get to where I need to go. Right? Shane Pruitt talks about uh, this movie called, uh, he loves the Rocky boxing movies. And he talks about how there is a, this speech where he's talking to his son. He's just like giving him this amazing speech and it's great. And, but there's that one line that he's like, I'm bothered by it. It's that he says he needs to believe in himself. The thing is, you're not to believe in yourself. And it's strange to hear that sometimes. It's weird when you hear, hey, don't believe in yourself. Like if my dad would tell me, I'd be like, what, what do you, what you mean? Like, I'm your son. You're supposed to believe in yourself. You're supposed to encourage me. You're supposed to make me feel like, oh, but the truth of the matter is no matter how hard I believe, I will never be Chris Hemsworth. I will never be Thor or Spider-Man or Batman, the best superhero of all time. Right. And that's, that's just, the, that's just the case. I mean, I can dress up as Batman. <laughs> it won't look good for sure. 
but I, I, and I, I'm never going to be him, right? I'm never, no matter how hard I believe, that's not going to be me. So we are not to believe in ourselves, but believe in something else. And we'll get to that in a moment. There's a story that we're going to talk about tonight. It's called the prodigal son story. We've talked about it many, many times before. And it's a great and fat, fantastic story um, towards the end. In the beginning, it's kind of rough, but we'll get there. And we, the, the, we need to understand, though, is that as we are a counterculture, that the things that we're talking about and the things that we're saying to people are not going to make sense. So let me make this perfectly clear. If you're in here tonight and you're a believer of Jesus, you're, you're a follower of Christ, you've died to yourself and you've given your life to him, this message will be more understandable. But if you're not and you're in here and you don't know, you're maybe you're new, I'm so glad you're here and, and happy, then this message will seem kind of weird. But I promise that at the end it will make sense. Okay? Even though, even to some believers, it doesn't make sense when you hear don't believe in yourself. I'll be honest. Like, but I promise you, by the end of it, I think we'll understand what we're trying to do. And point number one is that we need to believe that you are broken. Believe that you are broken. Luke 15, verses 11 through 32. We'll read the first few verses here. It says this. This is a prodigal son story. He said, a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, father, give me the share of the estate I have coming to me. So he distributed the assets to them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered together all he had and traveled to a distant country wherever he squandered or spent his estate in foolish living. Okay, so here's a, a son, a younger son of a father. And he says, yo, I can't wait to bounce. Like, I know I have an inheritance. Just give me my money because I'm bouncing. It's time to do me. I'm going to do what I want to do. You see, the son was betting on himself. He was believing First and foremost, I can be on my own. I don't need my dad anymore. I don't need to be here anymore. I want to go and live my life. I'm going to chase my dreams. I believe I can make it. Obviously, I need your money, dad, real quick first. But I believe that after that, I will make this money, make more money, and eventually live like a king. And I'll never need you in my life. Again, the son was betting on himself. He believed that he would be fine on his own. But the truth is, if we look deeper into this this little short part of the story is that his belief was rooted in sin and selfishness. His belief was rooted in sin and selfishness. Okay? You can believe, and, and it's crazy, I know, but to think that betting on yourself or believing yourself could actually be rooted in sin and selfishness is like... So you're saying it's a sin to believe in yourself? I mean, maybe, yes. That's not the point. The point is, is that it's rooted in selfishness, which is a sin. It's rooted in your own desires, which can lead to other sins. Right? So the son is essentially saying, I'm going to go and choose to sin because I believe that my sin is going to be better than what I'm doing right now. But we need to understand that we are broken. And you hear this all the time. We talk about it at church all the time. We're sinners. We're messed up, right? We're this, we're that. You can know what we're talking about. 
you can hear the words say, like just being repeated over and over again and hear them and read them, that doesn't mean that you believe them. That does not mean that you believe those words. You can say, okay, I, I, yeah, the, you're right. The Bible says I'm a messed up person. The Bible says I'm broken. The Bible says this and that. I hear it. It doesn't mean I believe it though. And we need to cross that bridge where it's not just about knowing the truth, but believing the truth. It's not just knowing the truth, it's believing the truth. And the truth is, is that we are broken. We are, have natural tendencies that lead us to want to sin just like the sun here. But believing in yourself will lead to unfulfillment and failure. Believing in yourself will eventually lead into unfulfillment and failure. Verse 14, after he had spent everything, a severe famine struck that country and he had nothing Then he went to work for one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. He longed to eat his fill from the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food? And here I am dying of hunger. I got it. I'll get up. Go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. He believes that now that he's in this mess, he's able to get himself out of it. But, the, but, but here's what, what, what we need to understand is that we need to believe that you can't save yourself. That we can't save ourselves. Believe it. A lot of us think, no, I'm just going to push it. We're stubborn. I'm one of the most, I'm going to give you, this just happened earlier today. And I apologize to Jackie in advance. I'm sorry. You're the best. Uh, we were trying to figure out the door and how to like leave it unlocked and how to like, you know, mess with it. And she was literally telling me what to do. And I was just like, not even like paying attention because I'm so stubborn because I believe I can figure it out. I believe it. I know I can figure it out. I didn't figure it out. She had helped me, right? I couldn't do it. But isn't that just interesting how even just a moment ago, I'm believing that I can get myself out of these little messes or fix things. But in reality, I can't. I cannot save myself. The son made first the mistake of believing that he could bet on himself and be happy. But that ultimate that ultimately led him into being a mess. Then the son believed that he could get himself out of the mess, but he just kept digging himself deeper and deeper into that mess. And now he thinks that he can work his way back to his father as one of his hired servants. He wants to work for his dad. He wants to work for his dad. This guy doesn't get it. He believes, he doesn't believe he's broken. Now that he's in this mess, he believes he can get himself out, but he can't save himself. And he tried, he started working, feeding pigs, just feeding them. And then he got hungry, he had no food. He w- they wouldn't even give him the scraps of the pigs. They wouldn't let him eat that. The pigs had better food than this guy. And, he, and then he's like, oh, no, no, I'm going to get myself out of it. I'll go back to my dad and I'm going to say, no, I can do this. I'm sorry, dad. I'll just work for you. I'll be a, sinner. I'll be a servant. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just... I'm not your son anymore, but I can serve at least. He's trying to figure out a way to get himself out of this mess. He's so stubborn. He's believing the lie that so many of us believe. That we can do it on our own, but we can't. 
I don't care how hard you try. I don't care how many times you said, I'm never going to go to that computer again. I'm never going to, to put on that channel again. I'm never going to see that person and alone anymore. I don't care how many times you try to do that. You're not going to do it on your own. Any amount of rules that you put on yourself is not going to save you. The rules don't save you. Jesus does. We need to believe that Jesus can restore us. We need to believe that Jesus is the only way that we're going to get out of our mess. Something extraordinary happens at the end of the story. It says, he got up and he went to his father. But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion. He ran, threw his arms around his neck and he kissed him. And the son said to him, dad, I've messed up. In front of God and in front of you, I'm not longer worthy to be called your son anymore. But the father told the servants, yo, yo, quick, bring out the best robe, bring out the Jordans, bring out that Gucci sweater, put a ring on his finger, put some Birkenstocks on his feet, get a fattened calf, let's make some barbacoa, let's make some barbecue, and let's celebrate because the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost, but now he is found. And so they began to celebrate. What? This makes no sense. Imagine the son, like, dad, boom, and just like, he couldn't even say dad. He just got wrapped by his father, right? And they're bringing out all this food. Man, that's like walking in. Imagine you run away forever. You have some deep, dark stuff with your family. You come back. And they have barbecue waiting for you. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. Like, imagine the thought of this son thinking, what? This doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to work myself back into my dad's house just to be a servant, but he's going to throw a party for me? But the father understood something. He knew his son was never going to make it on his own. But he prayed. He prayed that he will return home, acknowledging that he cannot believe in himself, that he can't get himself out. There's only one way that he can restore it, and that's to come back into the Father's arms. That's the only way that you're going to be restored. Believe that Jesus can restore you. And sometimes it's hard to believe that. Sometimes we truly think that the only way that we can get restored is if we pray 500 prayers, or if we build a thousand churches, or if we share the gospel a hundred times to somebody, that that's going to add up to, okay, now, now I can be restored. Now I can be redeemed. That's a lie. Don't believe that. Don't believe in yourself. Believe in the one who has the power to die and rise again from the grave, to defeat the grave. Believe in the one who says that you are chosen. Believe in the one who says, come to me all who are weary. Believe in the one who says that I will bring you rest. Believe in the one who says, I will quench your thirst. That's who you believe in. And there's two, there's two perspectives to this. You see, at the end of the story, the brother was obviously super upset. Understandable. I get it. He's been with his dad the whole time. He's been faithful. He's been loyal. He's been obedient. He's been behaving. And his younger brother, who's an idiot and spent all his money, comes back and he gets brand new Gucci sweaters and Jordan 1s and Birkenstocks, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And he has, like, Reeboks. No, no beef on Reeboks. Reeboks are cool. I like Reeboks. I'm not saying Reeboks are bad. But I'm just saying, right? Or whatever. Chanclas. I don't know. Right? 
doesn't matter. <laughs> the point is, is that he was upset. And he was like, dad, why are we doing this? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Why are you giving, why are you giving my brother all this stuff? You ran away this whole time. And dad's like, don't you get it? Like he's back. Our son is, or your brother is back home, man. He's not dead. He's alive. And some of us in this room are the other brother. These two brothers, Cherish said this earlier, and it was amazing. He said, these two brothers were believing entirely on themselves and for different reasons. One brother believed that his sin and, and, and like money would get him happiness. This other older brother who was upset that he came back and had a party believed the fact that because he was so obedient that he'd get the first hand of everything. That's not it at all. Ultimately, everything that they got was rooted in the love of the father. In the desire of the father, in the will of the father. So if you're in this room, maybe you're the prodigal son. Maybe you're the one who's been lost and, and have, have, have thrown away everything that you've been given. Because you believe, because you bet on yourself, because you know that I'm going to get there on my own. Or maybe you're the other brother who says, no, I've been going to church my whole life. I've been baptized. I've been saved. I've, like 100,000 people have heard me share my testimony. Maybe you're that brother and I'm here to tell you, hey, Praise God that he's moved in your life, but that's, that's ultimately not who you are. That isn't who define, that's not what defines you. Don't believe in your works. Don't believe in, in the fact that so many people have heard your testimonies. These are two different perspectives, but believe in the one who's in charge of it all. The one who controls everything. Let's pray. Father, I thank you once again that you remind us that we're not to believe in ourselves. And as strange as that sounds... It's the only way that will lead us to you. You see, you say that when, when we're weak, you make us strong. You give us waters that will never make us thirst again. You give us life. Jesus, remind us that we're called to be a culture that points everybody to you. Not in what we do. Not in what we have but in you, but who we are in you, Jesus, that we believe in what you are doing and what you have done because we believe in the truth and you are the truth. You are the way. It's your name we pray. Amen.